Hello, and welcome to Global Data Themes Instant Insights. At Global Data, we define a theme as something that keeps a CEO awake at night, as businesses that invest in important themes will succeed, and those that don't will fail. Hello, and welcome to Instant Insights. I'm Emma Taylor, and today I'll be talking to Jerry Caron from Global Data following the recent annual technology virtual conference. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Hi, Emma. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. Uh, you just got back from the States? I, well, I did, actually. Um, the, uh, however, I live in London, yes. and I've been here for 21 years now. Yes. Um, but I actually did just come back from the States for a visit. So. Well, mm. welcome home. Hey, thank you. So, Jerry, the conference, the title of the conference was Super Connected Life in a 6G World. 6G, what, what happened to 5G? Are we just, you know, skipping that, that whole thing? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good question, and, and we are being a bit ambitious talking about 6G at, at this point. So it's a bit silly, but much of the hype around the evolution to 5G, which, you know, if you remember, it was, was heavily hyped and still is to, to a large degree. Mm. Um, things like massive bandwidth and super low latency for gaming applications, what we now call the metaverse, etc. All that led to an accelerated discussion around the ideas like autonomous vehicles, uh, wide-scale and democratized industry 4.0 applications. IoT or Internet of Things at an almost uh, sort of unimaginable scale, edge computing, um, and indeed, of course, the big buzzword of 2022, the metaverse. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, and there's all these use cases we haven't thought of yet, which was a big 5G thing. It's like, oh, you won't be able to imagine what we can do with all this bandwidth and low latency. Well, as we move through the gears of really rolling out 5G, which is just happening now, actually, in, yeah. a, lot, in a lot of areas with um, what's called 5G standalone and 5G advance coming quickly after that, uh, the whole uh, industry has realized, it's sort of sunk in, that much of, much of that, all of those applications we were talking, we've been talking about for uh, eight years or, or, or more, uh, or at least the full manifestations of those applications will actually come at some point in the future, right. um, which implies the next generation of mobile technology, and that's currently being referred to as 6G. Okay, so yeah, 6G. What what is what is 6G? How is it different, and what what will it uh, enable? So, um, 6G will, of course, um, be more powerful, bigger, stronger, all, all those things you 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 would expect. Yeah. Uh, but that's really not that's not the key. The right. key that everyone's focused on is ubiquity. Mm -hmm. So right now, 4G that we've gotten used to, and now 5G as it's been rolled out, uh, is real spotty. You know, even here in London, um, you know, the various operators like Vodafone and O2, et cetera, have uh, what they call 5G, but it's it's really not available everywhere. And and even if it was, it would be really inconsistent in what sort of speed you got and everything like that. So the focus with 5G Advanced, which is coming out in the next couple years, and then ultimately 6G, is ubiquity. So it is uh, available everywhere, uh, but also consistency. So you can rely on the speed and, and that low latency. And honestly, that was promised with 5G, and it hasn't happened. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. 
I mean, going back to what you were saying about um, ubiquity and consistency for, for these networks, you can imagine something like an autonomous car. That would just be so key. You don't want, you know, your, your car cutting out in the middle of the motorway or something. Well, that's you know? right, and that's why so many of the, um, uh, the projections around um, autonomous vehicles um, were way overambitious. Yeah. Um, you know, it's something that it, even in this 6G world that, I'm, that we're talking about in our conferences here, um, even then, it's a little, it's still a little uh, bit of skepticism about uh, real autonomous vehicles being enabled even then, but uh, perhaps it will, we'll see. So going back to your conference, um, you spoke about uh, the human body as a new interface. H- how, will that, how will that play out? Yeah, so we're already seeing it to some degree. If you, if you think about smartwatches and you think about um, using your um, you know, retinal scanning and, and, and all that, it's already happening to some degree. But if you take the metaverse example and the, 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 you know, the sort of commercial opportunities around there and the fun opportunities around, around the metaverse, the end game is about enhancing our lives, not escaping from them completely. I mean, nobody really wants to walk around wearing goggles, right? So what will be that interface? And believe me, there's a lot of money, investment, and thought going into, in, into that. And once we see some consistency from, a, from the network standpoint that I was just talking about, it will, the, the, the use cases and applications uh, will thrive and will become more and more mainstream. So uh, augmented reality will become a, a, a really big thing. And the devices to doing that um, are going to be far more uh, prevalent. You know, you can think about uh, glasses. You can think about things that sense movement and touch. And, and, and all that are going to become the interfaces. And so much so that, you know, these wearables, these augmented reality devices, et cetera, will become part of how we interact with, with the world and interact with information and data, uh, just like we do today with our smartphones. Now, Anisha Batia, one of our, one of our uh, top analysts on, on the conference call, you know, made, made a statement which raised some eyebrows, and it was that smartphones will not be relevant in this 6G world um, and will be obsolete within 10 years. Wow. Um, now, she's not the only one saying that. Apple itself has sort of alluded to that possibility. You know, the idea is we won't need them. You know, we'll have uh, this wearable technology, these other ways of accessing information, accessing games, accessing commercial uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, to me, that's one of the most um, fascinating technological developments over the next 10 years that we all need to be watching. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean... It sounds so far away, but if you told us all 15 years ago the amount of time the average person would spend looking at their smartphone a day and the capabilities that that offers, you would have also been completely, um, yeah. you know, skeptical about that as well. And I and I think I think we're all getting a bit fed up with it, aren't we? Yeah. Right. So it just it leads us to the next thing, the other way of the other path, the other way of interfacing with everything we want to mm. interact with. So that like seamless distinction. Yeah. Um, and will this sort of super connectivity that we've been talking about, um, how will that sort of mag- magnify ethical or regulatory issues? Uh, significantly, as you can imagine. I mean, if you, let's take privacy, for, for example. Privacy today is, in many people's minds, already out of control, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's just in the merely connected world <laughs> that, we, that we have today. In the super connected world, it's, it's pretty obvious to see it'll become even more unmanageable. So we're going to have to move to something. It's, it's a movement now in enterprise, enterprise applications or enterprise 
standardize uh, technology. It's called zero trust networking. So you start with the assumption that you can trust nothing and then go from there. Yeah. And the trick is to do that in real time or near real time. So that's what they're working on now in enterprise connectivity or enterprise applications. Well, think about that uh, coming to all applications, to our personal lives. So you have a basically zero access you know, to our information, to ourselves, without explicit transparent permission. You know, none of this fine print, you know, and, and all that. And, and, and that is the starting point. From that point forward, then, then, you, then you go and do what you, what you allow to, to happen. And so that, that will create a whole new regulatory environment and a whole new set of rules. Uh, and, and I do want to add that none of this, in my mind, is particularly alarming. Um, uh, the regulatory bit, the privacy bit, or the uh, or any of that, and, and because in a fact, in fact, it's what it's what we expect, both as individuals and as businesses and governments and organizations. We, we we're, we're looking forward to this. This super connected world, in a lot of ways, has become table stakes. It's 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 what we imagine it should be the case, right? And now you know we really do have a roadmap. Uh, for the technology to enable to exist. So um, I guess we'll just have to see how long it takes. For sure. And I mean, if it is some kind of like inevitability almost, then, you know, it's better not to sort of be alarmed and fight against it, but just work with it. And... Yeah. And from a commercial perspective, it's important to be out in front of it. Yes. Uh, and that's what we've been talking about in our conferences. So. Amazing. Well, thank you, Jerry, for those instant insights. Thanks for listening, and from us in Dematic Intelligence, see you next time.